For this episode of Metaphors Be With You, we'll be talking about colors. We'll also try to answer the question of what's black and white and red all over, and why it's the poster campaign for The Last Jedi. Hi, I'm Rob Hyatt of Chipperish Media, and this is a podcast about symbolism and allegory in Star Wars. The movies, the TV shows, the books, and everything else. Each episode will take a topic and apply it across whatever Star Wars media seems most appropriate. Color is kind of a big deal in Star Wars. Obviously, it matters to any movie or any other visual medium. But Star Wars in particular likes to say things in colors. Now, if you haven't studied color theory, and full disclosure, I haven't, just read about it in other people's criticism, you should know that a color can mean more than one thing mostly because there are more ideas than there are colors we can easily distinguish. So when I say brown means one thing on Obi-Wan's robe, and another thing on Chewie's fur, I'm not just being inconsistent. Context informs a great deal about these things. And my opinions aren't gospel, but this is what made sense to me. We'll start with Darth Vader, because he's easy. Vader wears black. A lot of it. Black, in this case, is pretty clearly the villain color. Black like night and fear and black hearts. It's also the color of menace and mystery. And Vader is pretty mysterious under that mask and with that creepy breathing. The only other color Vader sports is red, in his lightsaber and occasionally in his helmet lenses. Red here is also playing the villain role, with a side order of blood and passion. Luke, on the other hand, wears tan and off-white in the first film, to represent his earthiness, innocence, and heroism. He wears gray in the second film, and black in the third, to foreshadow his possible fall to the dark side. The one outfit that doesn't really make sense to me is the yellow jacket over black shirt he wears in the medal ceremony at the end of A New Hope. The outfit does do the job of making him look older, which I imagine was the main goal, but the colors confuse me. If you've got an idea for what that's about, please get in touch. Luke's lightsabers tell a little story in color as well. His first one, the one he inherits from his father, is blue, that classic color of heroism and purity. His second one, introduced in Return of the Jedi, is green, suggesting growth and wisdom. Though, honestly, I think the main reason for the color change is to signal to us that this is a new saber, and they didn't forget that Luke lost his original saber at the end of Empire. Leia famously wears white in the first film. Her next two outfits, in the medal ceremony and for the first half or so of Empire, are also white. This woman is heroic and as pure as the driven snow, the movie seemed to say. Then she's suddenly wearing red on Cloud City, shortly after some pretty serious-looking kissing with Han Solo. Fellow chipperish podcaster Noelle LaCroix pointed out to me that this is almost certainly a film language for she's no longer a virgin, because she had sex. With Han. In the Millennium Falcon. I hope they put a tarp down or something. That ship is filthy. Her next significant outfit is the brown and gold slave bikini with a burgundy half-skirt thing. This color scheme says to me that Jabba the Hutt is decorating his new property to make her look like a luxury product. Ugh. Leia's final two costumes of the original trilogy are her camouflage commando outfit and the brown dress that the Ewoks either already had in her size or sewed surprisingly fast. Both of these outfits link her thematically to Earth and the forest, though obviously one does it with a soldier slant, and the other is to make her look as feminine as possible for her emotional scene with Luke and Han. Speaking of Han, 
he spends virtually the entire trilogy wearing something black over something white, because he's a good guy pretending to be a shady guy. That's his whole deal. His black jacket is missing when he's frozen in carbonite to make him seem as sympathetic as possible, and he throws a camo overcoat over his usual outfit for the bunker raid in Return of the Jedi. But he is probably the most consistent color scheme of any of the main heroes. Han's better half, Chewbacca, has an even more consistent color scheme. But he's also a second-tier hero. Fight me. Chewie is brown because he's connected to nature, and he's also a dog. And, and this one's hard to talk about. He's a magical negro. That's a big topic, and I'm not going to talk about it here. But stay tuned for Metaphors Be With You, Episode 4, A New Trope. Let's stay with the second-tier heroes for a bit and talk about the droids. R2-D2 is white and silver because he comes from the technological side of the world, and blue because he's the most heroic piece of technology there's ever been. Also fight me. C-3PO is metallic gold because he comes from a technological realm, and he's also super fancy and fairly impractical. Obi-Wan Kenobi has a brown robe over a basically white tunic because he's the great hero pretending to be the ordinary desert hermit. He also uses a blue saber because, as you're tired of hearing, blue is heroic. Finishing off the main heroes of the original trilogy, Lando initially wears blue, black, and gold. The blue and gold combine to make him a very fancy hero, which I think we can all agree is absolutely correct. The black gives him a bit of mystery, and of course the possibility that he really is a villain, as he seems to be for a while. When he's a rebel general, his entire outfit is in similar colors, minus the black, but goes into pastels, suggesting that he's maybe muted his true nature in order to do the important work of overthrowing the Empire. I saved Lando's guard disguise for last, because it segues into a discussion about the Outer Rim and criminal characters in general. Off the top of your head, do you know what colors are in Lando's guard disguise? Personally, I can picture the helmet pretty well, but the rest of the outfit is just sort of vague in my memory. Similarly, with Boba Fett, I know that gray and green are dominant colors, but they're faded. And I know there are other colors, but they're all muddy in my memory. When I look at pictures of these costumes, I can see that there are actually lots of little colorful details, but all of the colors are muted, either very pale or very dark. I imagine this is to create a sense of grime and decay in the criminal underworld. These kinds of color schemes are present in both the Mos Eisley Cantina and Jabba's Palace. Another color scheme I find fascinating is the various flavors of Stormtrooper. In a franchise that's famously about good versus evil, and generally presents heroes in white and villains in black or dark gray, why are the minions of the evil empire in mostly white outfits? It's because of their function in the world. Remember that the Stormtroopers, like the clone troopers before them, are supposed to be the face of peace and trust in the legitimate government. The fact they're actually wearing white armor over a black body glove illustrates this beautifully. They're Han Solo's costuming in reverse, the malevolent force dressed up in hero drag. Finally, I wanted to talk briefly about Yoda. It's probably pretty obvious at this point that his green skin and brownish robes link him to life in lowercase e Earth. But what I find interesting about this is how faded the colors look on him. In Empire, some shots of him almost look like they're in black and white, which I suspect is a way of showing his advanced age and the fact that he represents the fading Jedi Order. These are my thoughts about the use of color in the original trilogy, but I'd love to hear yours. If you've got another example or just want to discuss anything I've said here, talk to me on Twitter at rhyrit or come to the Chipperish forums if you'd like to have a conversation outside of 280 character limits. 
If you want to support my work and the other great podcasts here at Chipperish, head to our Patreon page and chip in a dollar a month or whatever you can afford. You can also support any podcast you love by leaving a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, and metaphors be with you. Mm-hmm.